Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sorry We're Closed. We're here on episode number seven. And I can't thank you guys enough already for the support we have. We're almost at a thousand plays or a thousand listens um, and only about only six episodes in. Um, and, you know, it's 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 not, you know, not taking off, but it's it's a great it's a great little uh, podcast we got going right now, and I appreciate everyone that who has uh, decided to uh, listen and uh, enjoy, you know, any type of story that I tell. And so far, it's been mostly baseball stuff, baseball stories. Um, but I figured I'd dive in a little bit to my personal life and what made me become a modern day Sam Malone, a modern day ex Red Sox reliever who now owns a bar. I own two, but now owns a bar, right? So. It's 2013, and I just got drafted by the Red Sox in 2012. It's my second offseason, and I'm moving to Hoboken, New Jersey. Hoboken is kind of a place, New Jersey, if you're not familiar with the area, it's kind of a, if you're, I know a lot of people from Mass, it's kind of almost like a Brookline, I guess, of Boston. Um, It's right outside the city. So you have Manhattan, you have the Hudson River, and then you have Hoboken. So it's right there. Almost everyone in town works in Manhattan. Um, it's just one of those places where, uh, a lot of it from anywhere between 22 and 40 year old people live and it's a fun place. It's a, it's a great place to go out and, uh, it's just a nice, it's almost like college part number two, only bigger city. You know, it's, you know, it's just a bunch of people that you see all the time because you go out there in the weekend, you see the same people. But 2013, I end up going out to a bar called, um, called Green Rock, right? And I go to the bar and I walk in. It's super crowded and uh, it's a smaller bar. And I just was not about it. So I leave. I end up going to a place. Mills Tavern was the, my place, you know, the place I went. And my high, old high school baseball coach reaches out to me and he goes, Hey, Pat, how are you liking Hoboken? You know, my, my high school baseball coach uh, grew up in Hoboken and his son, who's the one who was reaching out to me, um, was an assistant at, at the time for my, my high school team and then had become the head coach. But he asked me, he goes, well, you know, how you like in Hoboken? I was like, oh, it's great. Like, you know, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good looking girls. Like, you know, it's a 22 year old baseball player's dream. Right. And he goes, you got to go back to Green Rock or you got to go to Green Rock, I should say. And I said, oh, I've been uh, too small. Didn't like it. Not my scene. And he goes, no, no, no you got to go back. And you got to introduce yourself to Paul Marcotte. Now I'm calling out Paulie here. Uh, he's a, you know, he was an owner of Green Rock. Still is an owner of Green Rock. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll go back. So I went back, introduced myself. Uh, you know, he, you know, whatever we can exchange. You know, had fun and had, nice, had some nice drinks. It was a good time, right? So I started slowly going there, mainly on Sundays. Uh, Sunday Funday in Hoboken, if you're familiar at all with the place, Sunday Funday's big in, Ho- in Hoboken. People love to go out for football, quote-unquote football. You know, you know, most people are just out there to drink. Football is just the excuse to be there. Um, but that was the big thing. And Sunday, slowly but surely, turned into my absolute favorite day to go out, 
because it was just like an all-day affair. You'd, you'd get up at 11 or 10 a.m. in the morning, and you'd get ready. you head down to the bar around noon, 1230, and you'd stay out for the Giants game. Usually Giants played around 1. So at one at about half halftime of the Giants game, you went from this place called Wicked Wolf, and you'd go over to Green Rock. And it was just a great, a great little system. Um, you know, you had a good group of people there, all had a lot of fun together. There wasn't just, just a healthy amount of enough drama to make things interesting. Uh, I try to stay out of the drama, but it, it was, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. And I became friendly. Paul had now left town, but his, one of his partners stayed there, a guy by the name of Danny Gray and had stayed around and I became friendly with Danny. Ended up being, you know, my drinking buddy, you know, quote unquote on Sundays and we became friends, became friendly. Um, and you know, it was just, it is what it is. We had a, we had a great little, little group of people that liked to go out and it was a great bar and it was a great time. You know, we got some special treatment, obviously, you know, I was able to skip the line because this line, this damn place to, it gets enormous. Um, but again, it was great. Started knowing all the bartenders, started knowing all the staff there and, uh, yeah, it was it was just a nice like hometown bar, almost kind of like a Cheers, where you kind of say you know you go where everybody knows your name, you know, and that's kind of what it felt like at, at at Green Rock. It was you know a place where yeah, there was definitely people that you didn't know, but there was like a good core group of regulars that made that place awesome, and that that over the years now from 2013-14 to now 2020 that core group has changed over the years. You know, when I was going there in the beginning, it was a bunch of people that was that were, you know, in their in probably early 30s or so, late 20s. I was 22, 23. And now as I'm getting late, closer now, I'm 29 now, you know, it's now it's people my age, a little people, some younger people, a few people older, but very few of those old heads are still there. Um, and it's a different group now. And it's been, it's constantly evolving over there at Green Rock. It's one of the places, one of the reasons I loved it so much was that they'd be able to bring people in and staff members in that are able to continue that that feeling at Green Rock, that it's that same place it was when I first started going there in 13, where you were part of the family. And people enjoy that. You know, People enjoy coming to Green Rock. People enjoy doing those things. And again, it's that sense of, of family. And it's honestly part of the business plan that I use over there now is the sense that I'm going to continue taking care of those regulars. I'm going to continue taking care of, let's say, 100 regulars. You know, I'll give them a free drink, free couple drinks here and there, and I'm not going to get. I'm not going to make money off you, but I'll make money off the 40 people that you keep telling to come here because you have such a good time here. And now they become regulars and they extend their network. Now they're bringing people as well, and it's it's a it's a really, in my opinion, a very sound business plan. Uh, it's a way to be able to get people in the door and have such a good time based off the free drinks, based off the atmosphere we'll be able to provide, based off of, you know, coming up, you know, come talk to me and feel like, you know, you're my best friend. I, you know, 90% of the people there, I don't even know their name, but because it's impossible to keep up with those, you know, that many names, but everyone feels like I'm, you know, a good friend of theirs. And now you change that philosophy in a business where it goes from, goes from, you know, going to your favorite bar to now you're going there to support a friend now, and that now if you can have a group of a thousand friends that all think they're coming to support you, that's a successful business. Um, but it was one of the things that drew me to Green Rock. 
you know, I didn't always, obviously, you know, my high school baseball coach got me back there, but it wasn't always that. And then, but slow, slowly, but surely it does. So, you know, I want to get people in the door once, twice, now three times, because by the third time or so, now, you know, people, you either know me, you want to, you know, my, one of my partners, you know, a couple bartenders who treat you well, you know, you know, someone that by that third time, and now you're probably going to, you're more than likely going to come back time and time again. So again, it's one of the places that drew it. But in 2018, I I got released by the Mariners in May. And then about two months later, month and a half later, the guy Danny Gray calls me up and goes, Hey, I'm doing a sushi restaurant in Hoboken. I would love for you to join me. I would love to have you on as a partner. And I jumped at it. Didn't have a job. Had some money in the bank from baseball. And I said, however many, whatever percentage you can, you'll give me, I'll, I'll buy. So I did. Bought the sushi restaurant. I never tried sushi in my life. When they tell you to, when you're investing, to invest in what you know, this was not one of those cases. I'd never had sushi before. I'd never been in the restaurant industry before. But the thing that I knew was that I trust, I, I was, I thought that this guy was great at concepting restaurants and running restaurants. Turned out I was right. But dove in head first. When we got there, you know, I don't want to run a sushi restaurant, but when we got in, opened in the in November of 2018, and I asked Danny if if he would if he would mind if I just hung out, learned from him, listened to him, did things for him, and I did. I uh, was able to figure out exactly how to kind of run a restaurant. Now, Suku is kind of a pain. Uh, you know, it's a different clientele, hiring clientele. A lot of people like to complain. You know, I had a complaint once to that I didn't have a, a diverse enough clientele, which is a ridiculous complaint because how am I supposed to stop people from coming in because you know I have too many white people in the in the in the room for, or the restaurant at the time? I can't do that. I can't have a quota of you know, different ethnicities in my bar. So it was the most ridiculous complaint, and that's when I knew I didn't like the business because, you know, people just say things, and you there's no you just gotta apologize and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah blah. blah. That's not really my style, so not really my type of place to run. However, um, at the time they had brought up and said, hey, listen, you know, I, I had always had interest in Green Rock because it was such a lucrative business. They had been around now 18 years. And I, you know, it was, I thought it was a really good business plan. And I thought that, um, I could run that place. I thought I could do a good job over there. And, you know, I had identified some, um, weaknesses in Danny, uh, that I thought were there. Um, and you know, he's one, probably one of the more honest people you can meet. So he's going to be very, he, he was very easy to identify weaknesses because he'd tell you what his weaknesses were. And I had my own weaknesses and we we meshed well, but I I thought based off of my skill set, I was better off at the sports bar than I was at the sushi restaurant. So we had just talked about it one day, and it kind of came up to hey, go let's let's put an offer, let's see if you can because Danny was already a partner over there. You know, get me a meeting. Let's see if I you know can talk to the guy, see if he want if he has any interest. You know, he's a little bit older, he's in his forties. Um, there was some thought that maybe he didn't really like owning Green Rock anymore, kind of wanted to move on, and so. I said, let's say, let's put an offer in. So I went up to the guy, had a meeting with him, and um, 
you know, he gave me his spiel. I gave him my spiel and we got into contract, got, got into talks and he accepted my offer. Long story short, you know, six months later after he accepted it, finally get the deal done. And it takes, takes quite a bit of a process to going through all of that. Um, it's kind of like buying a house, but you know, we got the job done. Right. And since then, that is kind of consumed my life in the sense that I had to immediately, I was going back to school. So I went back to, to Monmouth University at the same time I bought the restaurant. And I still, you know, although I, I had a good sense of business and I had a good sense of how to kind of run a business, you know, I was jumping into a restaurant or a bar that was diving into its busy season. And I really didn't know what I was doing on the back end and my partners, because they had never run the back end because this, this other guy had done it the whole time. They didn't really know how to help me through it. So I was kind of learning on the fly on how to operate and run this bar, which was a very stressful time. I always tell people that the most stressful time in my life so far has been that first month. It was far more stressful than baseball ever was. And it was it was just an absolute nightmare. I remember Tuesdays in particular, I would go down to Monmouth. I had class all day and I'd go down to Monmouth and I would uh, have class, whatever, class all day and then we'd go, I'd drive up to Hoboken, park my truck, walk down to the path train, take it into the city. I'd live stream with Jared Carabas, Eric Hubs, and then, you know, it, you know, certain other people that had come in. Um, and, and I would do that. And then I would take the path train back. It was, that was from seven to about 10, 10 30, take the path train back, go right to green rock, which is right off the path, go in there. And from about 10 30 to about 12, one in the morning, I would try to figure out how to catch up on bills, figure out how to, how to make sure that, you know, there's a whole mechanism to running a bar and keeping it in check, um, specifically with liquor companies and trying to learn all that. And then I'd go to bed at one, one thirty in the morning, I'd wake up at eight o'clock and I'd be driving back to mom to go, go down to school again. So it was, it was an absolute zoo. But once that whole thing was over, and I kind of got my routine down, kind of figured out exactly how I was going to do everything and kind of picked up what was supposed to happen here at Green Rock. It turned out to be probably the best investment decision I've ever made. You know, granted, it was and that's, it was nine months before a pandemic that I bought in. That was tough timing, huh? But, you know, we I've learned so much and I'm now going as a bar owner, you know, six months in, seven months in, I am now going through you know, one of the worst recessions of all time. Not, you know, it's not even like people aren't willing to spend money. We can be open. We aren't even allowed to be open. You know, we're doing some outdoor dining. We're working with the town to kind of get as much as we can. But the amount that I learned through all this is great. But on top of it, I get to be that modern day Sam Malone. I get to walk into a bar and everyone almost feel, I almost feel like I'm Norm. You know, I walk in like, Pat, what's up, man? And you see, you just, you know, from when, when we're crowded, you know, I walk in, I, I probably feel like I'm the president. I'm shaking hands, kissing babies on the, you know, on the, you know, 40 foot walk to the bar. And it's such a unique experience there to kind of be the guy. You almost feel like the guy that's putting together the party for all of your friends in town and everyone comes and, you know, you go behind the bar, everyone's asking, you call me, mainly because I give a lot of free shots away, but 
it's it's such a unique experience and a unique place where people can kind of come and and it's not snooty it's not you know it's not like where like you know you gotta be dressed to the nines to be there like you know you go you put a t-shirt and jeans on you show up drink a good amount and go home you know the bouncers there are good and you know those guys are going to take care of you no matter how rude you are when you're hammered to them you know they're going to take care of you they're going to they don't take it personally the police department in town has been very helpful to us like it's just been a really really fun place to be and the stress that went into getting it and the stress that went into the beginning and now the stress we got now you know even during a pandemic, that first month was more stressful than what I've been going through now. And uh, again, it's all because of how worth it the place is and how much fun the people are there provide, even me. You know, a lot of people think, you know, maybe I'm too cool for school sometimes or something like that. When in reality, you know, I, I probably care more about those people and the people that come there and drink with me there than they do with me or they at least think that I do. Um, it's such a fun place, such a unique place. And that's why I promote it so much on Twitter. That's why, you know, we're doing the fun stuff where we're bringing Jared's Jersey in there. And, you know, I bring the bar school guys in because it's just such a, a unique place, um, to, to, you know, come and drink and not, hopefully not get carried away, but obviously people do, but it, it's just, it's a really fun place. So if you haven't already, if you're in the Hoboken area, please come check out Green Rock. It's the it's the Hoboken version of Cheers. Uh, you'll see yours truly, Sam Malone, there probably, depending on when you're there. I'm not there all the time, but, uh, and I don't tend the bar, or at least not well. So uh, you won't see that. But uh, come check it out, 70 Hudson Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, and if you're into sushi, go up da- uptown to um, Saku. It's uh, on uh, 936 uh, Park Avenue, uh, which is on the corner of 10th and Park in Hoboken. Um, check them out. Personally, a great night. Dinner at Saku, party at Green Rock. That's probably the best best thing you can do in Hoboken, in my opinion. Um, so check that out. Um, but that's all I got for you guys today. A little backstory on how I became Sam Malone and um, how lucky I am to even have both these places in Hoboken and the timing and all of that goes into it. Um, I never thought two years out of baseball, I'd owned two restaurants already um, and have had three or four more pitched to me that I've turned down, but three or four more that's been pitched to me. It's, it's a really, it's a really crazy ride that I've been on since after, since baseball has ended for me. But um, again, check those out guys. Um, I, I, I think I just saw Jared tweet. looks like the Red Sox are winning. So hopefully they uh, take at least one from New York tonight. Um, but until next time, guys, go check out the YouTube page. Me and Giraffeneck Mark do a lot of stuff on there. Each uh, week we do a little baseball thing. Um, check those out every Friday. Uh, I post all these videos. All the sorry, we're closed videos on uh, the YouTube page as well. So subscribe there. Obviously, you guys know where to find me on Instagram and Twitter. And um, subscribe. Five-star rating to this bad boy. Again, if you're not giving me five stars, you can go to hell. And um, I hope you guys have a phenomenal uh, rest of your week. I will be sending out episode eight on um, Thursday. As always, 5 a.m. Monday, Thursday is when we release these. And uh, until the next time, guys, I will talk to you later. Sorry.
were closed. 